Well, thank you again so much to everyone who has helped uh, to put together our worship services. Uh, for Brandon Bull, who was our liturgist this morning, of course, to our praise team. Uh, for Randy Cook, who was our uh, who offered our prelude. Gary Brubaker, who puts together our, our services. Um, for Lisa Hunsinker, who put together our list of uh, for our saints, for All Saints Day. Um, Melody, who continues with our children's ministry in Sunday school and in worship. Thank you so much to so many people who uh, who just help to offer what we what we have uh, in worship together. And I would invite you, if you uh, would like to participate in any way, if you'd like to be a liturgist, or you have a testimony or a prayer to offer, um, or a gift of special music, or a poem, or or anything. We invite you to share that. And if you're not sure how to do that, technically speaking, we can help you figure that out. Uh, we can record you, we can edit, we can do all sorts of things. Um, whatever it is that you have to offer to share your voice uh, and your reflection and your testimony and witness to God. So again, thank you. Now, this morning we are starting a new series for this month. Um, and um, we're talking about um, finding and seeking and creating. I don't need to tell you that the world is changing. We've been experiencing it. And well, I don't know about you, but I'm not a super big fan of change. Well, actually that's not true. I'm a fan of change when it's my idea, but when it's somebody else's idea, not usually my favorite thing. And I think that's a human thing. We're not huge fans of change. And change is usually uncomfortable. Even if it's something we've invited, it's not always comfortable. And so when we're in the midst of change or when we're in the midst of, of discomfort, it can be really easy to focus on that and to focus on what we don't have or what we can't do or, or to feel just set adrift or to feel, to feel despair. And I think it is important to acknowledge those things and to say that they exist and, and to not ignore them. And I also think that it's just as important to say that, that there's something else and those things can be held in tension, but we don't have to focus on the can't or the despair. We can look for something else. And so we'll talk about those things through this series about what we can look for, for the saints, for joy, for peace, and for thanksgiving. And if we can't find it, we can help create it. So this morning, the saints, would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, so what is All Saints Day? I mean, we've been talking about it already. We've remembered the saints through lighting of the candles and sharing of pictures and names. 
And you've shared some of the saints in the comments below of, of folks who you want to remember. So what is All Saints Day? What are saints? Let's start, let's start there, shall we? Um, so All Saints Day is a day in the church um, that's a remembrance for the saints. And within the New Testament meaning, all Christian people of every time and every place are saints. We celebrate the communion of saints as we remember the dead, both of the church universal and specifically our congregation. During these last few months, I have often said that time feels squishy. Um, sometimes I forget what day of the week we're on, um, and sometimes I've forgotten what month we're in. And I think some of that is because some of the rituals that we have to mark time just haven't been there. I mean, even in our own family, my own family, uh, we have family events that we do and that we haven't been able to gather together this year. So we have the Myers family food crawl where our family gets together and I forgot what day it was because we didn't have that. And then we have family that gets together for our, our fall jubilee and I forgot what month we were in because we didn't have that. And so it can feel squishy right now, or it can feel just like one day bleeds into the next. So sometimes without those markers, we forget what time is. And I think that's why I really appreciate All Saints Day, because All Saints Day is one of those markers of time. It's one that we're specifically called to remember. And we have rituals that go along with it of lighting candles, of praying. And sometimes those rituals, especially this year, may look different. And yet that's still there as a touch point for us to remember where we are, to remember who we are, and to remember who we're with. And so this is a day that we as Christians as the church universal remember. John Wesley, who was the founder of the Methodist movement, noted in his journals that All Saints Day was one of his favorite, uh, favorite days in the Church of England. So it's part of our story, it's part of our history. And again, I think that it is part of our touch points, our rituals of remembering and marking time and reminding us that we are a part of the great cloud of witnesses to Jesus Christ, who makes us saints through the Holy Spirit. So today we remember those who have died and those who have joined the community of saints, those who are a part of the greater cloud of witnesses, a cloud that contains not only us, but all of those who have lived and died and are witnesses to Jesus Christ. So I know we asked earlier in the service, but who are the saints that you remember today? Maybe you've had some more time to think about it, and maybe there's people that have popped up that you had, had forgotten before, and now are people that you remember. Who are the people that you remember who influenced your life? Or maybe they influenced your faith, whose legacy you want to remember, or whose legacy you want to continue. Who are the saints that you remember? 
Recently, I was looking for a number on my phone. And so I was scrolling through the contacts after I, uh, I typed in part of their name. And um, as I, I saw the person that I wanted to, to call, um, I looked just a couple below it and I was like, oh, well, that's a name I haven't thought of in a while. And uh, it was someone who had died several years ago. And I just never erased their number from my phone. And so that started me on a little bit of a rabbit trail. It started me uh, wondering how many, um, how many people there were that were still in my contact list who had died. And so I went scrolling through everything um, and I found 10. I found 10 people in my list. And when I looked through them, it felt so strange not to, not to be able to contact them, but it also felt stranger to, to think about deleting them. I don't know, it felt weird. And I thought about the quote that said that um, there's two deaths that we die. We die when, when we actually physically die, and then we die when, when we're no longer remembered. And so as I looked through these names, I thought about them, and I spoke each name out loud. And then I spoke about, you know, a sentence or two of what I remembered. And for some, I, I shed a few tears. And for some, I, I wondered how their families were. I thought about lessons that they taught me, whether they knew it or not. I thought about memories together. And I prayed for each of them. And I prayed for their families. For all the saints who from their labor rest. As our passage in Revelation said, they will hunger no more and they will thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd he will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Maybe you have the same, those names of people who are in your contact list. This has been an odd time, right? <laughs> it's been weird. It's been strange and, and even uncomfortable. But as I've talked with people, friends and, and folks from our church and from our community who, um, who've been looking for meaning in this time. So I talked to a friend who during, during our time of, of sheltering and feeling um, and being at home, uh, she's been cooking through her great grandmother's cookbook. And she said, even though she never met her great grandmother, seeing some of the recipes in her handwriting or some of the notes that she's made. Each time she cooks, it's a way that she's felt close to her. 
Another friend, another friend planned her funeral because she didn't want it to be a burden to her family. And as she planned, she thought about her parents' funerals and what she wanted and what she found helpful and important there. I know someone else who worked on his family tree and did some genealogy study. A few others still said that they talked with members of their family that they hadn't in a while about times past and what they hoped for the future. Others still have had to plan funerals during this time that may not have been how they pictured. And in all these situations and circumstances, they've, dra they've drawn upon these, these lessons and legacies from the great cloud of witnesses. The great cloud of witnesses, which carries so many and has much to teach and inspire us. Now, I struggle to think about this when I thought about creating saints. Because it's not that we want to create platforms or even idols. Or we don't necessarily want to put people on pedestals because they have nowhere to go but to fall. So I don't know how we create saints other than how we live our own lives. How do you cultivate your life in such a way that you make the world better than you found it? However you do that, those lessons will inspire after you've joined the great multitude and the cloud of witnesses. Now, perhaps it is in giant ways. But I think for most of us, it's in those everyday things. It may be in, in recipes you leave behind or teaching someone how to make that special cake or how to sew, or even just how to love, how deeply you love your family and your friends. Maybe it was how you teach them how to pray or to practice their faith, to sing the songs of faith. Maybe it's in, in how we treat those who we disagree with, how we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Those may seem small, and yet they can have a big impact. So how do we create saints? How do we create our lives to live in such a way that we make the world better? And, and not because it's something that we want ourselves glorified for. It's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about you. But it's about who is at the center. And in Revelation, as it talks about this image of this great multitude or this great cloud of witnesses who sing praises to God, 
We're reminded who is at the center of all of this. And it's not the multitude. And it's not the saints. And it's not one person. It's God. It's God on the throne. It's not ourselves. We aren't witnesses to our own doing, but to what God does in us and through us. And to be honest, what God does in spite of us. So may we remember the saints and what they have to teach us. But may we also remember who is on the throne, that it's God on the throne and God never lets us down. The great cloud of witnesses witnesses to the greatness of God at work in the world still today. So may we add to the witness in ways that honors God. For all the saints, who from their labor rest. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>